Booyah. I'm just going to wear my glasses just for a second. I'm going to keep my hot graphics to your live video. I want to do that right now. I'll do that later. Post your live video. I guess I could. Dent trainer. Save. Okay. Good. Okay. What's up, Danny? How you doing, dude? What's cracking? I'm going to take these headphones off. Take my. I'm going to keep my glasses on just for a second until I get going on my podcast here. Then we'll kick it off here. What's going on? You see my co-host? What's going on, man? I know. I know. I know. It's crazy. COVID. I know, I know, you know, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if you should stay home. I don't know if you should, you know, um, go to, you know, go eat. I don't know. Restaurants are friggin', are friggin', uh, I'll, I'll talk about that. It's on a serious note, dude. I'll talk about what's going on here in Cali in case you guys are wondering. You hear the three week shutdown. Some of you states are shut down too. Mostly California is, it, it's, I'll explain that if you're interested. I'll, I'll get in that for like, 10 minutes here even though this is a pdr podcast i want to see what's going on um what's up john Uh oh i hope i'm not having any problems technical difficulties it looks like i had a good stream going let me see my stream health here can you guys give me a thumbs up make sure you guys can see me because it's not showing me i'm on If this does not go on, I'm going to be sorry, guys. Video status changed from preview. Resolution too high. What's that mean? Can you guys see this or not? What up, dude? What up, Matt? (laughs) Isn't where? So you guys can see it. It's on. Okay, forget it. I'll just. uh, You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to my my. my phone here. I'm just going to double check everything here. I can see your comments on that side. We're going to kick this off in a second. I just have to make sure everything looks good. So. Yes, we can. Cool. How's the fix? The picture's good. Oh, that's, that's Big John Miller. What's up, John? Thanks for tuning in, dude. Uh, let's see here. Okay. I'm looking now. I see it. I see it. Okay. All right. All right. So if, I don't know if you guys saw the topics here. It is, um, you know, PDR choices. It is. I'm taking that off. I look like a Martian with that, dude. Um, PDR choices. We are talking about creases equals patience. That's something that my students are going through right now. And uh, we are talking about, um, God, what was my other topic here? Well, it was a good, another good one right there. Anyways, I'll look on my notes. We'll get to that third topic, okay? Uh, so I was going to read some comments before I kick this off. Looking crisp, looking so fresh and so clean, clean. Good, good, good. All right. I may be off a little bit the audio. The audio always seems to act wacky on Facebook when I have this 
intense of a setup, but the podcast obviously will be on point. Okay. All right. So actually, let me hear my, I, I got to put my headphones on for the, for the intro, dude. Okay. Uh, let's see here. So without further ado, we're going to, we're going to go, I think we're going to go for it. Let me see here. Yeah. Ready? Three, two, one. Let's get cracking. Didn't think I was going to drop it, huh? I usually drop it like I say something, start it off, kick it off. Then this music comes on. You know what I mean? Be sure to share the podcast on your favorite social media channels. Don't forget. Wondering how you can show yeah, your I love? I do this all live. Head over now to Facebook and drop a like. Who wants to do all this at the post? You know what I mean? I'm going to do it right now. Well, I hope you guys are like doing all right. Some of you guys are here from California. You kind of know the deal, yo. What's going on with us? Is it slow? Is it busy? Is it affecting us? It's holiday time. It's a mess. That's all I'm going to say. It's confusing here in California. Go to different states like Texas. It's like nothing is going on. And I'm not jelly. I'm not jelly. So good for you guys. I'm glad everyone's, as long as everyone's staying healthy and happy and content, then, then that's all good. Let me take these headphones off now. Okay. I hate looking like a Martian. Um, audio synced up. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Thanks. Big, big John. So the COVID thing, let's just talk about that real quick. And then I'll get into the topics here. Um, the COVID thing here in California is basically, I don't know, it's a cluster, man. Yes, there's a, technically a stay home, but there are different sheriffs and different people in different counties that aren't going to enforce that. And I think the main thing is basically the restaurants that are hurting. That's PDR techs. I talked to a lot of PDR techs and companies and they're all, it's like they're, you know, and, and I, I feel bad for the people who aren't doing well. I'm not trying to rub it into any of the PDR companies, but the majority of everyone I'm talking to, at least in Southern California, are super busy. <laughs> busy. Um, having record months and years, and it's been really odd, which kind of con concerns me towards going into next year for our industry. So uh, I just... It's, kind of doesn't make sense. So that's the only thing I'm not going to get. That's a whole different topic. Maybe I'll bring other people in because I think it should be something that's kind of a more of a round table discussion. You guys can leave a comment here. Let me know what you guys think. How's that been in your area? Even if you're not in California, of course, I'd like to hear from you guys not in California. Um, but it doesn't make sense as far as like the COVID rules here as of now. And I haven't checked the news today, but you know, the restaurants, they can't, they can't technically open. They can do takeout, but what's that going to do? I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of choking them out, but you can go to the mall and you can go shop in a closed area and do that. I'm just saying it's just kind of just sucks for those people who are, you know, who abide by the things. And, but here's a crazy thing across the street, I was going to go get some food takeout and I went, I went there and there's a breakfast place there. They didn't give a crap. They were, they were serving people. And I was like, Whoa, okay. 
So they are not abiding. They're not, they're just doing their thing. They're still, and there's customers there eating like it's like nothing going on. So, Hey, all for it. So I probably would do the same thing to be honest with you guys. I mean, you guys probably would too. What'd you throw him in jail for? Cause he's trying to feed his family. He's trying to make a living. So I don't want to make this a political thing, a rant, dude. I'm just saying we're all in business and we're all business owners. I just, you know, if you're going to give somebody the rules, those kind of rules, you should give it to everybody. Everybody should be in the same boat. That's just is my, my point of view. That's all. Now, enough of that. So um, let me read my comments here. And I'm doing this live, so I'm not going to friggin' this, uh, this podcast is going to be just like you hear it. So it's not going to be, I'm not going to uh, edit it out. Um, everyone's working from home. Good for mobile business. Yeah, it's all messed up, man. I know. I know. Uh, I know Danny's got something to say, dude. So uh, also for retail shops, when people drop off their cars. I know. Only small complaint. Your audio canceling is a little aggressive all right thank you for letting me know let me do that okay thank you how that should be good how's that because i was probably talking away so you may hear a little bit more noise but i'd rather have you guys hear some noise a little bit of noise let me hear that then then me cutting in and out i'm gonna turn down my headphone too that should be how's that that should be better right okay all right, so let's go to my notes here. Notes isn't like I want to make sure I stay on topic. Nothing like I, I do my notes right off the cuff, dude. So, so let me talk about some mess ups. That's the one I really want to talk about. So I want to talk about some stories. So I don't want you newbies or maybe you guys to think I've never done that before. And I'm not going to happen. It's not going to happen to me. The minute you get too cocky about things, and I'm talking maybe breaking a window, because we're going to talk about some of those stories, you will break a window. I was talking to a friend. I'm not going to put no names out there, but he told me a story. Maybe he'll come on here and tell it himself, but I don't want to tell it for him or at least give him, put him his name out there. But he's a veteran tech. A lot of you already know who he is, but he was telling me a story that he was rolling down a window on a Nissan Versa. He has a habit of rolling down the window, and as it rolls down, he's checking the window to see if it's dual paint. And it rolls down. He, nope, no dual paint. He gets another Nissan Versa. Doesn't bother checking it because it's a Nissan Versa, right? He just checked it. Goes down the window, puts his wedge down, starts working it. It's got a little tighter dent, and all of a sudden he hears. So he, he rolls up the window. Shit, it's a dual pane window. What happened? Well, the one before that was just a year older. The one he currently broke the window on was the newer model, was the 2020. So my, my thing is, is that I broke a lot of windows not knowing that basically being unaware, okay? I've broken Ferraris. I broke a Lamborghini. I broke, uh, you probably think, now you got to be a stupid mofo to break that many windows. When I was younger, I, I was doing a lot of exotic cars. 
And I'm going to admit it. I'm going to be right up with you guys. I wasn't using a metal window guard. We didn't really have those. We had a plastic windshield. And you know what we had is a plastic folder. Like I was using a plastic folder to keep it from scratching the window. I think my, I don't know what my stepdad was giving me back then. But other than that, I was breaking windows, not because I was scratching it or anything like that. It's because the plastic, the thin plastic wasn't strong enough for my 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 tool to go against the edge of the window and I broke windows mainly because I was young ignorant uneducated not experienced and wasn't taught the best way at that point today I'm not saying you could still be prepared you can still be educated you can still be taught well and you can still break a window you never know I was doing a Maybach window I was, excuse me, I was fixing a car, I mean, a Maybach, dent on a Maybach, going down the window, and all I did was stick my wedge down it. Just put the wedge in, and I cracked the window. Be aware of what you're doing. I would recommend on higher-end cars, use an air wedge. Okay, air wedges are much more safer. It's, it's, it's less invasive. Uh, when you put a wedge in a, in a, uh, on a tight window, and you're 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 like you're kind of like jamming it down. You're shocking it, right? And you could crack the window. Even on these crappy Nissans, these these now they're and those windows minimum are six hundred dollars for a dual pane window. You've got to be careful. There was the, okay, so a Maybach window that cost me twenty two hundred dollars. That wasn't the most expensive window I broke. So I was working on a Dutch Spiker. So the Dutch Spiker, you can look that up as you're listening to this or watching this. It's an all aluminum aircraft vehicle. Weird looking car, weird looking sports car. Expensive, like two, I don't know, 200,000 plus, whatever it is. Okay. I think it's 180 to 300,000, whatever it is. And they had a dent in the door and they had this access point. And I said, well, I need a win- the windows rolled down or I rolled up because I wasn't going to go down the, the door. It was too tight. So they rolled up the window. I'm cranking on this thing. I'm like, I, this is like crazy. I got heat on it. I, I'm just working it, working it. And this is before I knew how to use sharp tools too. So I didn't have any sharp tools. I was using double bend blades. I was doing everything but a sharp tool. And I got it out and... Rolled up the window and crack. Had a crack in the window. I was like, holy, holy crap. What the hell happened? I had the window up. What the heck? Well, even though the window goes up, it was still a foot down, like six to eight, excuse me, eight to 12 inches below that, that window seam sill. So I was actually prying on the edge of the steel where the, where the window was. And I buckled the window and I cracked it. That window you don't just buy one window. You have to buy all of them. And that cost me $25,000. So if this doesn't help you become more aware and don't be a Mike Toledo, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to lay it all the thing. You, Mike isn't, wasn't as, as aware and safety measured and conscious the way I am today. Uh, those lessons specifically taught me today and I'm, I'm not proud of it, but I hope you guys can learn off of that. 
Okay. I've had, I've had where I've had a window guard, metal window guards like today's. My tip is that when you are using a metal window guard and you're putting it in, make sure you hold it from the side. Don't try to pull it. Don't try to take your window guard and push it straight down. Always have it tilted to the side. Oh, and I always grab the corner of the window guard as I'm putting it in because I don't want that corner to hit the windowsill above where it's painted and scratch the car. Another measure you could do is take some gaffer's tape and tape around the edge, double it up around your window guard. That'll also act when you put the window guard maybe on a very tender leather inside door panel of like a Porsche, Ferrari, Lamborghini, anything high end that you're not going to scratch or leave marks on there. Generally, our felt will help cover that, but the edge sometimes can leave little marks because maybe you're, you put your wedge in it and then you're digging pressure down on that, on that door panel. So that was, that is something that you definitely <laughs> want to be aware uh, of the PDR mess ups. So you'll join a couple clubs and that's one of them, the break window clubs. Maybe you haven't joined the club yet. But don't get cocky. Be aware. If you don't want to join that club, you want to be aware. You want to be conscious about what you're doing. Don't think it won't happen to you because the moment it always happens when you don't think it's going to happen to you. It's, it's never going to happen going, oh, you know, today I feel like I'm going to join the club. And I'm going to break the window club. That, you know, that today's the day. It's, <laughs> it's never going to be like that. It's kind of like it's kind of like glue polling, right? The moment you say you're not going to tell the customer that you're going to glue pull, you pull the paint. I don't care what color. Now, I've never pulled. I can rest assured you, though, I've never pulled paint on a Porsche or any German car. I've never pulled paint on that. If someone has and it hasn't been repainted and it was a factory paint, please let me know because I personally haven't. And I'm not saying you won't. I'm, you know, going by the, you know, the never say never, right? But I've never pulled paint on European vehicles, especially a Porsche, Volkswagen, Beamer. I don't think I have on any of those cars. So maybe you guys have. I'm sure there has. Somebody says they probably pulled paint. Um, before I go further, I just want to read a couple more comments just to see how you guys are hanging in there. So I just synced up. Da da da. Where I see myself a lot better than ever. <laughs> okay. Model Y and C's are going to start having it laminated glass. Uh, yeah. And we'll talk about the um, the Teslas, too. Broke a single-pane window, pushing a dent through a brace using a lot of pressure, and I tool slipped out the brace. <laughs> yep. So, yep. So, you see, you see what I mean by sometimes those things can be a little tender here. Um, pulling paint. Gosh. If you... My main, that, that, that's probably the most common PDR mess up, right? I think the most common thing, the reason why we don't tell the customer or we think is because we probably think that might turn off the customer and there's like, well, I don't want you like pulling paint on my car. So I don't want you doing the vehicle. Please don't be afraid of them saying that because you know what they're doing? They're telling you a favor. They're actually subconsciously telling you, look, mofo, if you did pull the paint, I'd make you pay for it. So that's how I always think about it. John, Big John, he goes out there, even though I might already mention it to the customer, he's mentioned it to the customer right then and there. He's letting them know that, hey, 
chances are it won't pull the paint, but there is a slight chance it could pull the paint. We are very honest. And you know what else I say to the customer? We want to be up front with you because we're an honest company. If the other companies don't mention this to you, then I would definitely think twice about using them because there is always a chance that you can pull paint. And you have them sign a waiver or you have them sign that note that you made on your invoice or Mobile Tech RX because that is a mess up. If you don't mention that to your customer, you just took responsibility of painting their car if it doesn't. So look at it that way. Either you save money right then and there or you pay more money at the end. So I, I wouldn't take the chance. It, the, risk, the risk is not worth the reward, in my opinion. And plus, you look better even if they don't say it. The chances they could change their mind, but they're also telling you that, hey, I'll make you pay for it, mofo, if you don't, if you pulled that paint. So um, that's a way to feel comfortable about being honest with your customer about that. And that's what I'm talking about, a mess up. And that's another club you don't really want to join, but it's the most common club that you will join. Uh, Matt was already mentioning here too as well that, you know, he snail trailed. That's another club. What is a snail trail? Snail trail is when you are working a dent, you my thing, thing is you're getting to the last 5% or, 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 or even better, and you're right there, and you slip. Your tool slips, and you slide, and you make a 6-inch or longer high spot, and I don't mean just a light high spot, a nasty high spot, and then you all of a sudden you become a freaking a Super Bowl champ at tapping down because you have to be get it perfect or you don't get paid because now you got a line that you didn't have there before. That is another club, a mess up that you don't want to be in. But unfortunately, that is a common. I would say that's probably the number one. Number two is pulling paint. Three, you're going to, I think breaking a glass would be number four. I don't call this a mess up. Maybe uh, you're, you're going to burn yourself many times with a glue gun. I had this other story too where the, uh, one of my techs back in the day where he was, we didn't, <laughs> we didn't have, the cordless glue guns back then and we had it plugged into the vehicle and then the car was maybe, I don't know, 15, 20 feet away. And so we, instead of plugging it in their car, we plug it in ours as a 12 volt and my tech would like take the glue tab and he would naturally put too much glue on the tab and he was walking over trying to run over in it and it boiled over and boiled onto his hand and I go, don't, don't do it. And he takes it and he rips it off and he ripped his skin off right with it. Man, I'm telling you, if you burn yourself like that, leave it on, dude. I don't care. You, you might have a second degree, third degree at the most, but it's better than having a third degree and no skin left at all. Okay. So that is a club. Unfortunately, you're going to be a mess up. So another mess up is not mentioning that you're going to make an access point. Um, I, and I know some of you um, use at your own discretion. You, some of you may say, okay, well, they'll never see it. And it, chances are you, yeah, you will probably get away with it. Um, but again, you, you definitely want to make sure that you are very honest with your customer. And my advice is don't say you're going to drill a hole uh, that sounds very, very, very invasive. 
matter of fact, it turns them off right away. Uh, do the Paul Corden thing, right? You've heard him on here. You've heard him on his own podcast or you've heard him on PDR College. You've heard him all over the place, right? If you haven't heard of Paul, uh, Paul Corden right now, then I, I suggest catch up. He's, he's very good at basically explaining and taking the customer on a journey and helping them understand and justifying what they're doing. I took a, a page out of his playbook and I use that term a lot, manufactured access point. And to them, if anything, they're going to ask you, well, are you going to, you're going to drill a hole? Yes, but it's, it's very professional. It doesn't look like it's, you know, it's drilled. It looks like it's manufacturedly put there. See, let me open up the door. Let me show you what the rest of it looks like. And another common thing too, is what you can do as well is like the, there are some times that you're going to have to make an access point. For instance, um, the challenger, sometimes you have to make an access point in those locations. So what I do is I take a picture of the common areas that are pain in the butt and I take a picture of what that vehicle looks like with the access point in it. And then when a customer asks me, well, what's it look like? I can pull it up and I have it on my phone. I don't have it. I could have done it tonight and, and kind of showed you guys. But on my phone, you have a little folder that you can put on your iPhone, right? You have, you have subfolders of your photos if you organize them. And you could say manufactured access points. You can pull it up and then show your customer what it looks like commonly mainly on the ones that you would make access points now i know most of you don't drill and some of you do but if you do and you're at that point show them that okay it really kind of makes them more comfortable oh i didn't think it looked like that i thought it looked they always have, the customer has a vision of how it looks compared to what, how you already know how it looks. Don't confuse that because they can't read your mind. They think it's very invasive. It looks like you, they think that you don't plug it. So show them the steps. It's very, you guys could create little micro videos and photo, photos of how things look. And if you help them take them on a journey, a successful journey of how these repairs are going, chances are you're going to close it and they will feel much more comfortable and they will trust you to do your job and do the job for you or you do the job for them. Sorry. So that kind of, that kind of like goes over kind of some of the mess ups, you know, um, I, I can tell you more, way more mess ups than ever back in the day. One more, one more thing about drilling. So I was, I was in my, probably, now it's probably 2021, 20, way back in the day. I decided to make an access point underneath the quarter panel on this vehicle. It was at a used car lot. I'm not going to name no names because I still do it. So, and I made an access point and I'm like, what is that smell? It smells, it smells like, it's like, like gasoline around here. Man, I drilled right into the friggin' the funnel, the the where you, the gas filler goes right in there. That that I could have killed myself. I mean, if that thing would have sparked, caught the friggin' spark in the gas, I boom, see ya, hasta la vista, no more Mikey. That was probably one of the most dumbest things I did in my whole life, in my whole PDR career. So, 
be aware. Don't drill if you don't have to. And then let the customer know. I'm glad I didn't tell the customer on that one. But, um, but, I, but I had to tell the manager because there was no way. Okay. <clears throat> I'm not going to go into all that, what happened there, but it wasn't good. So, um, but I, I'm humble enough to let to share those type of stories and those kind of horror stories. Some of you guys would never share that stuff, what you would do. That's perfectly fine. As long as you're not continuing to do that and to be Mr. Hack or Chewy or, or Dent Different, all that good stuff. And you're learning from your mistakes and you're growing to be a better technician and more professional and honest, then uh, you have nothing to worry about. But if you are like that, I don't see how you're going to last much longer. Eventually, it's going to catch up to you. So be, be good to yourself and, and the customers that you, you go and do. Ah, we're moving along. Next topic. I'll, before I get into the next topic, I'll see if you guys got any comments, and I'll see how this is going. So um, let's see how my... Oh, and don't forget, please, if you guys get a chance, go to Dent Time, the iTunes, and leave a review if you can, or a like, or smash, share it, whatever you can, please, if you, if you don't mind, if you, especially if you see a lot of value in this, I would, that would be awesome, too. Thank you. Um, let's see here. Right, folks, thanks for the tips, Mike. You got it, Frankie. Take care, man. Scott, what's going on? Okay, learn from your mistakes. That's right. Okay, so now that we're going into this, all right, what is our next topic? So the other thing is um, creases. So creases, doing creases, how I explain creases is you have a maybe a, I don't know, four to six inch crease. Your your instinct is to just like zip it up, right? Just like now, if you have a killer whale tail, that's definitely the the tool you want. Only if it's if you have that right situation. We'll get into that in a second, okay? I'm not talking about the killer whale tail for every crease because it's not going to work for every crease. But if you have a four to six inch crease or longer, I, maybe a three inch crease. I, I don't care. What I do is, and what I have my my technicians and my students do is sectionize the crease. How can I explain? To a customer, I explained to them, I said, it's like folding a piece of paper and then trying to iron the line out. It's not like a sharp one single door ding, okay? It is a continuous sharp ding that goes across in a line. You have to continuously touch each push. It might take 150 pushes to get a three inch dent deep crease out. Maybe, maybe more. Six inch, minimum 300 pushes. That's if you do it the traditional way. But what really helps you go faster is if you, number one, make sure you're patient. That's no matter what on everything. But sectionize the crease. Do it in one inch increments. And don't go past one inch until it's clean. Then move on. Because your natural instinct is to push and you think you're, you think you're rolling along and then you turn your board and you got the zipper effect. And when you got that zipper effect, that's where the cleanup process kills you. Because if you were more patient 
and you went more slower and you touched your push on top of your push, you wouldn't have to spend as much time on your cleanup process. I like to section, like maybe, let's if I have a deeper crease, I'll go with maybe a soft tip, then a midpoint, and then a sharp tip. Now the sharp tip could be metal, it could be a root beer sharp plastic, it could be a match grade tip, it could be, you know, your black pencil tip, plastic tip, but you hear me saying plastic a lot because, or the match grade, because that is not as aggressive as a metal tip. Now there's a time and place for like a PDR finesse, a door Lord or, or, you know, any of your favorite sharp tips, your dent reaper, whatever that is, that may be. But if you go plastic first on those type of creases, again, you'll get a much better, cleaner repair and you won't have to worry about those little micro crack pock marks. Those little micro high spots are actually micro cracks in the paint. That's why you end up having the sand more than you should because you got to clear those up so you can see the next level of pushes that you need to do. That's why we use toll cut too as well. In certain cases, I might be jumping too fast here, but that's the most common way that most people do is they go too fast they make too many pushes. They go too aggressive, maybe too aggressive with a too sharp of a tool. They create too much texture. Yes, they get it up and they get it flat, but there's still too much texture to deal with to make the final pushes. So you use toll cut to, to clean that level off that, all that, all that texture. And then you can see the true, low left or micro high left, and then you can make your adjustments in your final pushes. But if you back that up and you use more plastic tips at the end instead of metal tips, then you create less texture and then less chance of sandy. Does that make sense? Hope that does. Also, when you're working your crease, you want to turn the board diagonal and it doesn't matter, fog, lines, uh, or whatever you're using, but you want a diagonal so you get a different look. Sometimes your, your crease or your repair can change the identity or the direction. So you always want to make sure that you are pushing in the right direction so you get the most even push and cleanest repair uh, as you can. So I hope that makes uh, a lot of sense. When I'm doing a crease, I might work, actually I will, I'll work one side first. Then I'll go to the opposite side and work that side. And I'll just kind of just close it up because usually the deepest part is in the middle. I don't want to start in the middle or go too close into the middle because there's not enough metal gathered to that center. So this, this goes for any type of deep stretch dent. Work the outside, bring it in, and then, then the metal is more sustained. It's more stronger. The panel not, is not as floppy. And then you, you bring back its strength. It's when you, when you get too aggressive and you go too fast and you try to bring up too much metal too fast without releasing enough, that's where you get into trouble. That's where creases can get really crazy. And then you have that fine line and you're wondering why, how come I can't get that out? Chances are you went too fast. You can still get it out, but you have to go back in sections and stay patient with yourself and do that process I was just mentioning. This podcast isn't going to be too long here. I have I I took Thanksgiving off. That was my uh, supposed to be my other podcast, but this is my kind of I'm going to call it a makeup podcast. But this is my comeback podcast. It's not going to be a long podcast. Um, so 
I'm glad I'm glad you guys are here with me live. And if you can't make it, then you're listening to it right now on iTunes or or the website or or whatnot. So this is a how you guys like the setup here. I mean, I figured when I go home, I have to wait for my kids to go to sleep or most of them, not most of them, but to go to swimming. And then when I then marry my wife, she'll probably ask me to do something. And then by the time I really sit down, it's like nine or 10 o'clock at night. And I'm like, man, I am so tired, man. And then the podcast doesn't become as good as it, as it can be. You guys know, you guys are all family. So I'll read a little bit more before I, I get cracking on here. What's going on? Drill it and bill it. Yeah. <laughs> so 36 minutes. I'm into it. It's not bad. Not bad. All right. Here we go again, dude. So my, I'm looking for my next, making sure I'm staying on track here, guys. Okay. So PDR choices. So what do I mean by PDR choices? Um, you know, you have a choice if you want to become a, um, a, a good PDR tech, you want to become a mediocre PDR tech, you want to, you want to work a, you know, you know, one to or nine to two o'clock in the afternoon tech, uh, you want to play video games at a certain time, you whatever, whatever. Just remember, don't get upset at the people who are working harder than you and be out hustling you don't blame your competition make sure you take responsibility for your choices that you have created for yourself i'm not saying and don't enjoy life i'm not saying that at all but make sure that you are happy and content that about your choices if you are i'm talking about as well like for instance tools yeah i know many of you are pretty pretty efficient with your tools. But there are times that you know that down the line you do how it'd be better if you invest in your in your business or your tools and get better ones. But do I sound like I'm trying to tell you to buy more tools? <laughs> I don't want to say like that. I'm just saying that the choices that you make for your business it it affects your what you do in the future how you are okay i i think the biggest biggest things that when people talk to me about is is they i go how's business well there's a lot of competition you know i'm not as busy as i was what are you doing uh, to to help your business if you don't mind well you know i have a website you know and just you know, I, my, my customers and, you know, I, they're not just calling me as much. I have a lot of repeats, but they're not doing that. No. And I said, well, are you doing anything on the back end or are you, uh, no, no, I, I don't do any of that. Do you, do you have a um, Google my business? Yeah. Uh, well, are you, so are you posting or are you doing anything like that to it? No, no. Okay. So what I'm getting at is that it's your choice on how hard you want your, you to, yourself to succeed. So that's what I'm mentioning to you. A choice is maybe, should I tell the customer uh, I'm going to drill? Should I tell the customer I'm going to glue pull or not? Those are choices that we, or circumstances, or what repercussions that we, that we make based on a choice. 
So everything's a choice about what you do, okay? From, the re, from pushing on a dent to picking a tool that, hey, I'm going to pick this tool. Do I have, what's more, is, do I have more pros using it or cons using it? Is the risk factor of how sharp it is it worth the reward? So those are some of the things I'm saying. Those are, I'm not trying to say, you know, you should do this and you should do that. I'm just saying think about the choices that you make more that will help you af like affect what's going to happen. I used to put in, I don't put as much time as now as I used to because I put the, the groundwork in. But in the beginning of your business or anything that you're doing, the initial foundation of what you're doing, like let's say your business. So when you go home and, and after you're done handling your family affairs and doing homework with your, maybe your kids or something like that, what are you doing beyond your business? What are you doing to set it up for a successful next day? You know, are you working on the back end of it? Are you creating new videos for your company? Are you posting on your Instagram? What are you doing to help promote that business? Are you making smart choices? Are you investing the money that you're making from your PDR company, maybe into a retirement or are you putting it back in stocks? I'm not trying to, I'm not saying that, you know, you should be doing any of that. All I'm saying is that in the long run, if you subconsciously know you're supposed to be doing something, you should do it. You should set yourself up and help yourself make more choices, better choices that end up becoming better results uh, with your company. I might sound like live. I'm like, like preaching or something, but I do in a way because I reflect, I'm just telling you what I feel that happens to me and the emotions that go through me that when I don't do something, you, my first reaction is maybe not to blame myself, but to, to think of a reason to blame something else, you know, give something else an, an excuse why I didn't do it myself. That's, what, that's basically what I'm basically getting at. I say basically a lot. So basically, I think I say basically a lot. So <laughs> other than that, um, life is, I, I guess, would, would be good. PDR is different these days. I was working on a Jetta. We have a Jetta right here, and the body line is, dude, I don't know how we're going to fix these body lines, you guys. And I think the new Audis are like that, too. May, have you guys worked on those new Passats yet, those Jettas or those J Jettas, Passats, Audis, those square-looking ones with the hard body lines on the edges? Man, good luck on those, man. I, I, I don't, I'm not looking forward to, to those. So I'm rambling on. That is pretty much my podcast. I know it went a little, uh, little off topic towards the end, but that's kind of like basically what I say. I, I kind of go off the cuff here. So I'll read you guys' comments here and then, uh, we'll let you go. So let me know if you have anything to, to say on that. Everyone from home did that. Okay. Good. Okay. We're all good. I think we're, we're going to wrap it up and that's it. I don't see any new comments, man, but I appreciate you guys checking it out and we'll see you and hear you guys on the next podcast. And remember, don't do anything I wouldn't do twice. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. See ya.